This is the Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support podcast. Our goal in this podcast is to provide you with information, whether you are a law enforcement officer or first responder, to help you deal with your everyday stressors. Welcome to today's podcast. Thank you for joining us. We have with us Captain Will Glover, Dothan Police Department. Also, Dr. Tim Falk, a clinical director of Al Leaps. Today, we're going to be talking about the impact of officer-involved shooting. And Will, you're going to lead out on this. So I'm going to turn it over to you. Okay. Thank you, Keith. Um, as a law enforcement officer, the last thing an officer wants to do is to have to discharge their weapon in their line of duty. Um and the impact that that has on them uh, is very tough. We're all trained to to know that we have a right to defend ourselves. We have an obligation to defend the safety of other people. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that happens when when you have to do that. Um, and we can talk about it several different levels. The first being you having to discharge a weapon and actually injure someone. Um, there's there's a a very tough line that you have to cross to do that and then it affects you in every way uh personally professionally um not only you but it affects the the guys around you you know, your co-workers and it can affect the department um there's a lot of different working pieces to an officer involved shooting um everyone doesn't always understand the the first being the the initial investigation uh, most or I'm sure all law enforcement agencies have a procedure in place how to handle officer involved shootings but most of them are the common uh, clearly you'll have an investigation into the shooting that's usually done by an outside agency such as the state um, and then you also have an internal investigation to make sure that uh, there's been no policies or procedures violated um, in that and that's a very trying time for everybody that's involved um, and I'm sure the Dr. Falk could talk about that later but there's a most agencies the first thing you do is you take the officer's gun and you know that's done for evidentiary purposes clearly so it can be evaluated and determined how many shots were fired and stuff like that but there's a there's a huge psychological effect on the officer that that he goes through once you have to turn your gun in for that even though we all know why you're doing it um it's still uh you you feel as an officer like you've just lost a part of you uh, especially in that trying time um, because you no longer have your gun on your side um so a lot of departments will do other things and provide them another gun or um you know that's the problem i've seen uh, over my almost 25 years of policing is there's there's all these things going on following an officer involved shooting and we're just now starting to realize that what we've always been forgetting is taking care of that officer and that's that's where peer support comes in that's why the the program like Al Eaps is so important um, because there's so many things going through that officer's head following that shooting that need to be addressed and he needs to understand 
the thoughts that he's going through. Um, and then conversely, depending on the situation, you know, if it's if it's a situation where an officer was killed in the shooting, um, you know, that that can reach out to potentially the whole department, but at least to the whole squad that was working at the time of that. So there's several different ways to look at that. Um, it just depends on the situation, but everybody needs to know that there's, there's a lot of moving parts to an officer involved shooting and uh, it gets real complex and real complicated. And what we have to make sure that we do is not leave the, the psychological effects of that officer in the balance um, because that will lead to uh, depression and, and alcohol abuse or, you know, even potentially suicide. Um, so we have to do a better job as law enforcement in that. That's that's true. And Tim, I'd like you to help us as we transition because I would like to discuss some of the spiritual aspects of this. And but in that transition, you're you're walking these officers through that traumatic event, and there's quite a bit of guilt often that they have. So help us transition, and then I want to try to speak to some of the spiritual aspects of this. Okay. Um, one of the things that we do in peer support is we spend all day on Monday talking exactly what Will talked about here is you know the the impact. Um, that having to pull a trigger and take somebody's life uh, can have because, you know, um, it, is, it is devastating, okay? Uh, there's a lot of guilt involved in it. Um, and and I'll, I'll say this, too. Uh, I, I'm not – it's not guilt on my actions, the how I responded, because I want to go home tonight, okay? It's the impact of – you know, I've talked to too many officers been involved, so, you know, um, I don't have any problem doing it, but I can't sleep at night. Because it does have an we're human beings. And one of the things that Will talked about, I think is of utmost importance, is there are times, like he talked about, where an officer's gun is taken for, for evidence. Okay, One of the things that we try to stress when we get on scene is making sure that officer's armed. Okay, um, That is, I think, one of the most important things because the thing is, is then I start feeling guilty because I had to take somebody's life so I can go home. Then that thing that, that I use to keep – Myself alive is being robbed of me, uh, but there's a lot of not only guilt. Um, there's one of the, the the biggest impacts I see is the impact it has when you show up at home. Um, you know, one of the things we try to do is make sure the officer that's involved that they're able to contact their family as soon as possible. And with social media, sometimes that's difficult because we want the family members to know what's going on and that he's he or she is okay. And so, you know, the impact uh, for us is we want to get on scene as quick as we can so that we can give them some information uh, so that um, it doesn't become so deep-rooted in their, their psychic. Um, one of the things that's of utmost importance following officer involved is trying to get that officer as much sleep as we can that first night. Uh, studies show that if we can get that officer a good sound sleep that first night, the chances of nightmares and ongoing depression and anxiety are, are, are lessened. And uh, for that officer has been involved in that situation, if we can provide, if, if the department lets us provide some type of 
peer support to them, okay? The chances of them being involved in the next situation they get involved in, the chances of them committing suicide is, is less is 70%. They're not going to do it, okay? I'm sorry, 3% they won't do it. For those officers that we do nothing for, there's a 70% chance that following the next incident they'll commit suicide. And that in itself is a statistic that we all should look at that says, hey, look, following an officer involved, we need to do something other than giving some time off. You know, in the past, you know, if you got involved in an officer involved, you got two days off, a week off, and then come back, and the whole time you were off, the only thing you did is drink, okay? And so the whole, the whole goal behind peer support, that's the reason why we start off the first day is, is eight hours of, of officer-involved shooting, so you can look at the dynamics, the law that's involved in it, so that then we, we're ready then for the next three days of peer support. And so that's kind of the, the whole capsule because it really is, and, and I think within the culture in which we're in, living in now, um, my concern is officers underreacting, and we see an increase um, in officers being killed in the line of duty. And line of duty death can have a devastating effect, as, as Will said, upon not only the, 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 the squad, the, the, the department, but most, most importantly, the family. And so that's kind of the, the officer-involved portion, psychic, uh, psychologically. Um, what I'd like to do, because I'd, I'd like for this next segment, you kind of be the whole thing on spiritual, um, is, Will, what have you seen for the most part the most difficult um, things for a department to walk through following an officer involved? From the department's perspective, or from the officers themselves' perspective, both. I'd like to hear. I'd like to hear both, but I like from the department too, since you, you progressed through your ranks. You know, is is what if you had the 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 prototypical department? How would you like to see that department and the, and maybe the the, the 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 officers that are there respond to that individual that that's been involved in it? Okay. If it was a prototypical department, like you said, um, what I would like to see is peer support be initiated as soon as the officer-involved shooting was over. Um, per our LEAPS protocol, try to be on the scene within 30 minutes and actually helping that officer immediately um, and then doing the follow-up steps that we have in place. That would be my ideal situation. Unfortunately, that's not the case in most places, um, and it's not uh, a slam on any police administration. It just it gets lost in the the like we talked talked about the, the the multiple investigations that are going on, and it's not any department that I've ever been around's intentions to neglect the other. I just think it it's easy to it just happens. Um, so I would like to see. Uh, you know, the support immediately uh, because at the end of the day, uh, nobody wants to have to do that. And then we certainly don't need officers committing suicide or losing their job for other things such as alcohol abuse or domestic situations. And a lot of that can be prevented at the core of it following the shooting with the, the proper help. 
if that answers your question. It does. That's good. I, I think that's important because I think you hit on it. When I, the reason why I said prototypical, too, and, and you, you alluded to it, is one of the things that, that we have that are available for departments, no matter how small it is, is some policies and procedures following an officer involved so that we can provide them with the skills that's there and provide them with the information. So it, it's an all-encompassing. Our goal is to try to have every department. I don't care if you got six officers or 600. Uh, because sooner or later, if you're not careful, it's going to happen. Okay, you know, it happens in our area. It happens in other parts of the state. It happens all across this country. And the big, the big thing that I see in public safety is we have tendency to be reactive rather than proactive. And I think our whole program, by starting off on officer involved and what Will's alluded to, is being prepared for that situation. Uh, thank you for that, Tim. I, I think it's important for our listeners to also understand that. These two men and the other people that we have been interviewing in this process of these podcasts, uh, especially from from the guys that I have gotten to know, let's say Will and and Tim and David, they they see the impact on officers and want to be involved because they know if this program can be presented to these officers that the chances of suicide and real trauma to the family go way, way down. And they're doing this uh, not because you guys are both racking in all the money every time you have a training and put yourselves uh, away from your families to um, present these these trainings, but it's because you care. And I've seen that firsthand. Being on the board of Al Leap's these guys, and I want you to know this as listeners, we don't talk about this much, but they're involved because of their concern for you. That's why they're making themselves available. And that's another reason why I think it's important for us to get the word out about this podcast and to let other officers know they can go to our Facebook at Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for Peer Support on Facebook or alleaps.org. That's our website, and you can go there. There are resources that will walk you through many of the things that we talk about, but also inform you of upcoming trainings. So I really appreciate you guys touching on these these points, and uh, we'll appreciate you being with us today for this episode. And Tim, is there anything else before we close out? No, I want to thank Will for, for really presenting uh, from the perspective he does um, – um, he's one of our instructors that, that um, helps uh, Heath and I, and his commitment um, speaks volumes, and uh, not only the commitment to, to helping other guys, but the friendship that he and I have had over the years. Uh, we ran the first um, half marathon around the circle together a few years ago, and a good friend, but uh, very, very wise and has a lot of wisdom he can share with us in these areas, and I thank him for coming. Thank you guys so much. Stay tuned for our next episode where we're going to be covering the spiritual aspects of officer-involved shooting and the aftermath of that. Thank you for being with us. Again, you can go to Alabama Law Enforcement Alliance for peer support on Facebook. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you for listening. For more information and resources, visit our website, alleaps.org. If you have any questions or want to suggest a topic for a future episode, email us at alleapspodcast at gmail.com. That's A-L-L-E-A-P-S podcast at gmail.com. The Alleaps Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Facebook.